Letters from the Lamb. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams and I'm joined by ba- pa- uh, Pastor Brandon Claveau. Sorry, Pastor Brandon. <laughs> I've been called worse. I swap. <laughs> I swapped the P and the B in my mind. <laughs> anyway, how are you today? <laughs> I'm uh, doing okay. Good, good. Yeah, glad to be together on this uh, second in our series on Revelation. So do you feel like you're totally immersed in Revelation here? Well, between this sermon and I've been leading a Bible study yes. as well, I feel like I've lived in Revelation <laughs> for like the last month, which has actually been a lot of fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Good, good. Yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out um, Pastor Brandon's um, breakout session at 11.15 on Sunday mornings after the service, you can find him in the gym alcove and join in anytime. He's got great notes and there's a, a really exciting discussion happening on the book of Revelation, different from what we talk about in the sermon on Sunday mornings, but also in the same vein. So yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and we had the privilege of hearing you speak on Sunday about the letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was common back then to write letters, am I right? Um, it was kind of the only option. If you wanted yeah. to talk to somebody far away, you couldn't shoot them a text or an email or a phone call or yep. whatever else the kids these days use to <laughs> interact. It was, you write a letter. It was also very expensive to oh. write letters. Yeah, how come? Um, I think just the material and I'm not sure that everyone was, you know, literate Mm -hmm. in that way. I'm not an expert, but I know that letter writing was typically reserved for wealthier, more educated people. Individuals. Yeah. yeah. And then they would have to have someone deliver it. Yep. Which would probably be, take a lot of time and a lot of resources as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of been a lost art these days, hasn't it? Letter it, writing. It is, yeah. yeah. I don't know the last time that I actually wrote <laughs> a letter. I'll write the odd like Thank you, card. card or yeah. whatever, but as far as writing a letter on paper and putting it in the mail with a stamp on it, I don't know Yeah. when the last time was. Yeah, I can't think of one either, yeah. But mm. I appreciate it when I get them. Oh, yeah. Like, it's Absolutely. a nice feeling opening the mailbox and seeing something that's not you know, a bill or just something yeah. you know, like a flyer, something I don't care about. Seeing an actual letter with my name on it and, yep. you know, our address. And yeah, someone took a lot of time to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it feels special. Yeah. So what did the letters in, um, in Revelation say to the seven churches? So I'll be honest, as far as the book of Revelation, I kind of had the, the easiest week, I think, <laughs> as far as the sermons go, because the, the letters are kind of the most straightforward part of yep. that whole book. It's, uh, you know, John is speaking to these seven churches. Well, Jesus, through John, is speaking to these seven churches. And each of them are, to varying degrees, they're having to navigate being followers of Jesus in a world where there is oppression, there is injustice, there is persecution. Mm -hmm. So each one of these letters is Jesus through John, either calling them back, calling them back to, you know, giving their allegiance to Jesus above Mm -hmm. all else or saying like, look, this is where you guys are going wrong. You know, you need to 
you need to fix this or you're in danger of you know not not being my people anymore yeah um so some of the churches they get a pretty strong rebuke Uh, so the church of laodicea is one that we really have to pay close attention to but then other churches they they're doing pretty well they're not actually they're not really rebuked and those are the churches that are they're putting their faith and their allegiance to jesus before Mm -hmm. you know trying to trying to pursue wealth or trying to pursue power or you know even trying to just be safe in an empire that is you know by nature not not safe for anyone who's not giving their total allegiance to to caesar Mm -hmm. yeah wow all right you talked about why seven churches like how many churches were there certainly there were more than seven i don't know the exact number of churches but the number seven it's a big number symbolically through the mm-hmm. whole through the whole bible yeah well but seven Reve- days in the week seven and... days in the week yep yep the revelation in particular it's full of these symbolic numbers mm-hmm. and the number seven throughout the whole bible it's a it's a number that represents completion or wholeness so i think in writing to these seven churches john is it's representative of you know for sure all of the churches in asia minor which is it's you know modern day turkey but i I would guess that it's representative of just the church as a whole so every Mm -hmm. community of christ followers you know in the world at the time and i would argue that it includes us now it's just that seven that represents all of us Hmm. incompleteness that's a yeah that's a good observation that's good um, so what can we learn from these letters? I think the biggest thing we can learn from these letters is that no matter what's going on around us, no matter what we're experiencing, no matter what we're tempted by, that our allegiance to Jesus comes first. Mm-hmm. It comes before you know, our allegiance to any political ideology. It comes before the pursuit of, of power or wealth that if you know if we're going to be followers of jesus that that that's it that's above everything else Mm -hmm. and our faithfulness to jesus is the most important thing the the other thing and this really the whole book of revelation is about this is that there there is going to be opposition Mm -hmm. there is going to be persecution it's just it's a fact of the world we live in there's there's injustice, there's sin, there's death. And, you know, these letters are, are calling us, you know, to stay strong, to stay faithful. And if we read the whole book of Revelation in its entirety, it, you know, the point is that all of these things are on their way up. Mm. You know, the, the empire's days are numbered. Yep. Sin and death, their days are numbered. Like, like Jesus wins, which is why we're called to stay faithful. Stay true to Jesus because he's he's the king and all of these other earthly kings and powers are just pale shadows of yeah and they're temporary like yeah. you said yeah. yeah and what were some of the rebukes like what can we learn as in like maybe you've you've talked a lot about like the to do's like do this mm-hmm. what do they say we should not do like what were some of the maybe pitfalls that we can look out for well, 
I will jump to uh, the Church of Laodicea on that one. Mm -hmm. Because it really seems like that church is reflective of kind of where we are now, at least in the West, you know, the Western church. Are they the church that was rebuked the uh, strongest? Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they had a rebuke and they there was no uh, no commendation for them. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've gone pretty far off the, the beaten the path. Other yeah. 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 They've they've made a lot of compromises and mm. what they what they have done that they they shouldn't have done is you know they they've pursued prosperity they've pursued wealth mm. they pursued power and you know they, they've gotten too cozy yeah too cozy with Rome and yeah we're not living in you know an empire in that same way but I mean how how many things do we have just in our world and then in our lives that are you know pulling us away from Jesus the things mm. that yeah. that want us to be you know loyal to them yes so it it might be something like you know our dedication to a particular political party yeah you know it it could be anything and the church of laodicea is a it's a good example of what happens when you lose sight of who you're supposed to be following which which is jesus and an interesting word that that's used is Jesus calls them lukewarm. So I think we hear the word lukewarm and we think that means, well, they're wishy-washy or, yeah. or they're on the fence, but that's not, that's not what it meant. No. That meant that they've moved so far away from what they were called to be, from what mm-hmm. Jesus wanted them to be that like, you know, to use Jesus's language, like he wants to spit them out. Like they're, they're disgusting. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they're, they're not at all what they're supposed to be. So hot water and cold water, they they have their uses. Mm-hmm. But lukewarm water is just ugh, like you can't drink it. It's just well, and I think in that time too, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think that um, like you said about it being like disgusting and it can make you like sick and want to spit it out. I think in that time, if you boiled water, it sort of purified it mm-hmm. it killed the bacteria and also i don't think bacteria grows as well in really cold water yeah. so i think like the lukewarm sort of means like you know mm-hmm. gross like yeah. it's unsafe it's stay away from it right yeah. hmm. i wonder what happened to the church in laodicea does it ever tell us if they uh, pivoted? I don't know that they pivoted. So specifically, what happened to Laodicea? I don't know. You know what their, what led to it, but kind of an interesting thing that I've come across in my studies is that um, <clears throat> each of these cities kind of had a fate that corresponded in an interesting way with. You know either the rebukes or the commendations that they were given so the two cities that that are now completely uninhabited like no one left there anymore they do not exist are the two cities that were most severely rebuked oh, so that would be the city of sardis and laodicea so there's there's nothing left of them wow uh, the two cities that held out the longest you know before the the turks came in and 
after the Roman Empire fell. They're the only two churches that were fully praised. So oh. those were the churches of Smyrna and Philadelphia. And then the city of Ephesus, which was threatened with removal from its place, it was literally moved to a site like three oh. kilometers away from where it was supposed to be. So yeah. it does seem like there was something prophetic going on here. And each of, each of these cities had a fate that did line up in a very interesting way with you know, their, what Jesus said about them. Hmm. That is very interesting. That's, uh, yeah, I find that very thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Well, did you have any closing thoughts as we wrap up today? Sure. I'll leave, uh, I'll leave you with a quote. So there's a scholar, uh, Michael Gorman. He says that the main point of Revelation 2 to 3, when heard faithfully today, is to listen for the Spirit of God identifying, identifying our own church's peculiar unholy spirit and offering us the presence and grace of Christ to transform us into a more faithful people of God. And the mm. point is we have to listen and, and learn and make sure we don't fall into the same trap. Yeah, it sounds like these letters were written so that we could self-reflect mm-hmm. as a church. That's, that's awesome. That's a great, um, great thought to leave us off at. If you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Brandon, if you have any questions or um, would like to contribute to our panel that we're doing later in November, we'd love to hear your questions or your thoughts on um, this study of Revelation. And you can email any of our pastors. Pastor Brandon specifically is brandon at waynefleetbic.com. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week.